Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener-supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. You are listening to Odepemso Squaywak Kitsikisa Cook, Metis in Space, Molly Swain Nitsiagason. Chelsea Vaughn Nitsiagason. Molly McIver and Dishnikaz. Zoe Time, the mouthy meet you. Yeah, we got some special guests today. Exactly. All right. Oh, we have to say where we're from still. Oh, yeah. Otuskonik Nitoten, obviously. Yeah, Mantusakai Nitoten. Otto and Donjaba. Edmonton. Yeah, all right. Alberta. Yes. Alberta. It's three fourths Alberta here. Finally. Instead of it being three fourths Eastern Canada in Alberta. Hey. No, no. Alberta's taking over Eastern Canada. Yeah. Okay, what's up? What uh, are we doing? Yeah, okay, so we we are we wrapped up our contest, so mm-hmm. I, we're supposed to talk about who won. Yeah. Our amazing oh. contest. Oh my god, our contest was amazing. If yes. you didn't enter, sorry yeah. about that, because holy cats, there great. were some amazing entries. Um, we are soon to get a blog, so you can check our blog, which will be linked to on metainspace.com eventually, yeah. uh, to read the full list of entries, uh, and everybody... Who uh, wrote us poems? Wrote us these most, yeah, the most beautiful, the sublime <laughs> yeah. pieces of verse I have ever laid eyes on. Um, so, Chelsea, do you want to read the grand prize-winning entry? Okay. All right. So this, so everybody had to answer a few questions about the show, but more importantly, more awesomely, everybody had to write us a poem. And here is the winning poem: Lost in the abyss, wine rushes along the tongue. Bears can't hear you scream, scream, scream. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, And that was submitted by Aretha, who is winning some very fabulous prizes. The most fabulous. uh, To come. Um, We also have a few runners up. uh, And honestly, it was a really, really hard choice because of the quality of entries. Yeah. But our runners up, after much deliberation, sweat, tears, blood, blood, other bodily fluids, black and yellow bile, yes, phlegms. (laughs) Uh, so Aretha was our grand prize winner. Congratulations, Aretha! You're flipping awesome. Woo! Uh, we our grand prize or, uh, runners up are Aura, Tashina, and Chris. Congratulations, y'all! Yay! Yeah, way to go, way to go. And uh, to anybody else who thought about entering but didn't, like, there's always next time. Yeah, uh, you can wait for time travel. Yeah, maybe, maybe it'll happen. Yeah, just go back and then just this submit. will all sound different. Yeah, the next time you hear it once you exactly. submit. Okay. All right, great. Uh, Patreon. Patreon, yeah. So, um, in case you didn't know, which hopefully you do at this point, we are part of the Indian and Cowboy Media Network. Um, you can check IndianandCowboy.com to learn all about that. There's a whole bunch of great podcasts on there. We are but one. And uh, it's an entirely grassroots media network. Um, this is the first time anything like this has been done, I believe, um, in Indian country. And you can help support this and make it happen because we don't make money off of this yeah we hear a lot of people asking how can we help and mm. and so now we're telling you here's how you can help you can mm. you can actually go on to indianandcowboy.com uh go to donate at the top of the page scroll down forever in fact you're going to give up hope and you're just going to despair but eventually you're going to find a link that says indian and cowboy patreon page click on that go to that and basically you can support us uh with with as little or as much money as you want every month so that money goes into indian and cowboy uh to support all of the shows that are in in existence right now and hopefully to bring some more to you to Mm. your ear holes yeah because this surprisingly it's a combination of a very very easy to do but it could use with 
money, I can do yeah. a lot more yes. things, basically. Um, so you that's know. what's that. Yeah. Do, so the, do the thing, or at least, like, look at the thing. If you yeah. can afford the thing, think about doing the thing. Yeah. Great. Okay. Let's move on to the cocktail of the evening. Oh, this is the best. Okay. So, FYI, this entire episode is Scottish-themed mm-hmm. in honor of Zoe, who <laughs> recently finished a stint in Edinburgh, I believe? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're so close to each other. It's not even like Edmonton and Calgary. It's more like Edmonton and St. Albert, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just, like, it's on the moors, I'm assuming. <laughs> Isn't it all moors Yeah. Highland. Highland moors. And crags. Crags. Very, lots of lots crags. Lots of crags. Lots of crags. <laughs> yeah. Much uh, gothic, romantic, turn of the century And always literature. cloudy. Oh, yeah, right? obviously. Do you ever see the sun there? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Do you ever read anything but Haggis? I really like Haggis. See, so, so no. you don't. No, just <laughs> All right. So, uh, so in, honor, in honor of Zoe and in honor of the Scottish roots of many uh, um peoples, Including myself, I guess. I'm MacIver, and my last name is really subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, you're an MC. You're not an MAC. It is. It's the same. It's the same. Okay. Okay. I've got. I've got an uh, Irish friend who says that she's down with the mix, but not with the max. So I I don't know what's up with that. But we're gonna colonize her history. Yeah. I thought all the Irish were just the O's. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. What? Cocktails. That's where we were. Cocktails. Yeah. We are, we are drinking this fine evening a very excellent cocktail. Maybe a bit too excellent. <laughs> uh, called the Triple Fion McCool. Uh, which, if you are interested in making one for yourself, is one shot of Canadian rye whiskey. Why it has to be Canadian, I don't know. That's what it said. Uh, two shots of Irish cream liqueur. Top it off with some milk. Sprinkle some cinnamon on there. Throw in a couple ice cubes if you're feeling it. And suddenly it's Scottish. Yeah. It's the triple. It's the triple. McCool. Ain't nothing more McCool. There you go. Right? And Chelsea's drinking some kind of horrible, bastardized monstrosity. You know what? No. Oh, I, in there. It, it, it's got bananas. It's in just it. a squished up banana, like oh. blended up banana with milk and clove and, and nutmeg and, and, and some cinnamon. And uh, it's pretty good. So just, you I'm know. Vomiting. Hush. God, you know what? When you start having babies, I th- this is coming back to bite you. Yeah, it is. It's going to. Bite to. You. I'm not right. even. I'm not pretending it's not. But I'm going to take advantage of it now. I'm just going to. I'm just going to ignore your haterisms, and I'm going to introduce the episode. This wonderful, scintillating episode that we just watched, <laughs> that just benefited us in so many ways. That has increased our happiness, has made us less hateful people, and has it? otherwise has. I don't know. It, I, missed, I, my, I missed all of that. My the episode kind of bottled better. hate. That was the oh. theme. Yeah, it was. It's great. It, it, Fantastic. Uh, no sarcasm. Okay, so this is a, a, a beautiful show from 1996. We watched, of course, The Highlander, the series. Because, I mean, what's more Scottish than, you know, The Highlander? Literally and Canadian nothing. television. Literally exactly. <laughs> so it's season four, episode 13, and it is called Something Wicked. And uh, the synopsis is thus. A Native American immortal... Coltec is a shaman who has fought many evil immortals, absorbing their corrupted quickenings. But the evil begins to overwhelm him, and his friend Duncan must defeat him without becoming evil himself. So, yeah. So you can imagine how great this is. Actually, you can't. No, you can't. You because really you can. think you can, but until you actually sit through, what was it, like 48 minutes or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 48 minutes, I'll never get back. 48 minutes of content that could have been accurately and, like, completely fine being shown in 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, yeah, you'll be like, why Why is this still going? Yes. We were all like, why is this still happening? And then it was to be continued. Yeah. It's still gonna go on. It's still going. Yeah. Oh, it's, God. Like, it's probably still, like, that's probably the immortal part of this show. Right, it just never It's like the show stops. itself never dies. Oh, God. It's probably still happening somewhere. Alright, oh, so. Yikes. Okay, so the first thing I have is real Indians, exclamation point. Woo-hoo! A bonus. Yep. Mm-hmm. A bonus. There's at least one. I was kind of, I didn't really, di- like, you know, they have that big flashback, and there's, like, other Indians in there. Yeah. I was like, that's probably some Not. Italians. Yeah. But but one one native guy, one, one real Nietzsche there. Yeah. With some, no offense, man, but with some really bad acting skills. Yo, really bad. Like, I, I want to root so for you, bad. but I can't root for you after that. That was terrible. No way. Good hair, though. Good hair. Great good hair. hair. Yeah, pretty good hair. Yeah. I mean, not bad looking, just really bad acting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing all around. This whole show is good hair, bad acting. Yeah, that's true. bad directing. 
There's probably some. I th- yeah, <laughs> I think it's probably also bad <laughs> producing. There's plenty of blame. There's plenty of blame. There's only so much you can do with that script. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Okay. All right. So you get introduced to Coltec, but not before there are flutes. Right. Yeah, flutes. Flutes are actually very prominent in this. Yes. They're less ominous. No, they're, they're the more... flutes kind of cut out in the ominous parts. Yeah, which is interesting. They do like some good '90s sound art type thing happening, like mm. lots of rumblings mm. and, uh, and shakers and stuff. So that's the ominous mode, but the flutes, I think, is just Q native. Yeah. Oh, I totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's probably labeled like that somewhere. Q native. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like in a. You know, sitcoms or whatever, they have the laugh track button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, they just have the flute button. <laughs> oh, there's, there's an Indian on screen. Cue the flute. Yeah. I write film scores and you're destroying all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So we find out that, so every time you see an immortal, there's this like quick flash and it tells you when they were born uh, and who they are. So this, this, the guy that we see, the, the real Nietzsche, his name is Coltec. Uh, he was born in 12th century Cahokia. Yeah, right? that's what I got. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he's, he's riding around in a Jeep and uh, Duncan MacLeod, who is the protagonist, the, uh, the, the, the most Scottish immortal ever, uh, is talking to him on the phone like, yo, haven't seen you forever. Wow. So yeah. Let's meet up, bud. Right. You know, we're in Vancouver. Let's grab a latte. Yeah. So we're going to go grab a latte. And then there's Queen. Queen! <gasps> yeah. it, it, these, some of these people yes. here, some of these young folk sitting at the table here, they just don't know. They just don't know. That Queen did the score for Highlander. And so when you hear the, the, the rising sound of Queen, the, the, the electric guitars, and, and, and Freddie Mercury just like, Wah! You know, like, your your heart soars and your soul feels good. And you're yeah. like, this is going to be good. But Queen let us down. No, no, don't say that. Queen don't let say us that. down. Queen didn't let us down. Queen signed on to that, man. You know what? Queen didn't know. Queen didn't know. How Queen, Queen hated the trailer. Like, the, the, yeah. that opening sequence with the Queen, that was the high point of the episode. It was. Yeah. That was the best part of the, the whole episode, show. When the episode ended yes. and we were all like, why have we been sitting here for the past half an hour? Right. Queen lifted and our spirits. Queen cut in. Yeah, we were like, this is why. This I take it back, reason. Queen. It's... Queen is like the smudge of the episode. Oh, good point. Totally. Okay. Yep. The beginning right. of the end. We, we leave it with good feelings. Queen's no matter what. Yeah. So, yeah, the theme music is by Queen. And much like... Some of the other episodes that we've watched, um, you know, it's worth it just to watch the opening sequence. Yes. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty epic. I was expecting yeah. so much more just based on that opening sequence with the whole, like, you know, the, the, the sound of Queen and, and you see Duncan McLeod with the hair and, like, and he was, he's like, I've been a lover and I've been a fighter. And oh, warrior, I love that. I wrote that. Yeah. I'm there's lover, there's a the fighter. guy wailing oh, yeah. on the cream colored Stratocaster, which is, like, in my top five guitars. <sighs> like. I, I, I think that was the Highlander doing that. Yeah. The Highlander apparently has done everything. Yes. Because mm-hmm. most of this episode consists of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of awesome things he's done. The Highlander so, speaks fluent Lakota? The Highlander yeah. speaks everything. The Highlander has yeah. done everything and has been everything. Including a beat poet, yes. which you learn later on. And an Indian. Yeah. The Highlander is Allen Ginsberg. I think that's what we learned. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <arf. laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so Queen fades out. And our happiness fades out. This episode of Metean Space is sponsored by the Georgians. The Church of George. Our hearts soar. From the Book of George, Chapter 6, Verse 4. The faces of the past are like leaves that settle to the ground. They make the earth rich and thick so that new fruit will come forth every summer. Um, and basically kind of the first thing that you see is a dude with a gun to another dude's head for no apparent reason. This is never really explained yeah. except for the fact that he is evil. Yeah, he's bad. Bad people just are very evil. one-dimensional yeah. in this entire thing. In fact, I wrote down what makes bad guys. Bad guys uh, have a lot of forced laughs. Mm. They make weird faces and bug their eyes out. And they talk about how bad they are. Oh, <laughs> Everybody was talking about how bad they were in this movie. It was or the show. It was so, so good. Bad. It was so good. Now I know how to spot a bad guy. A bad guy. Right. You also need to keep uh, keep an eye out for the ominous flickering. That right. that was the thing yeah. they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, what was that? That was some like wild mid '90s special effects. '90s going on. video art. That there that was the jam. Yeah. It was beautiful. Wow. So so you would call that art. <laughs> I would. I, I'm putting air quotes around 90s video art. That was the aesthetic of the time. <laughs> For better back. or worse. <laughs> Don't hate. Blast from the past. 
appreciate. Uh, <laughs> Standard <laughs> so, definition. So yeah, Coltec Coltec shows up with this dude in the leather jacket. He's got this gun to this other dude's head. He is, he's Harry Kant. Don't forget that the the guy. Right, sorry. Yes, he was born in Prussia. I, I can't remember when, but I mean like whenever Prussia was a thing. Yo, <laughs> Prussia! I've got some Prussian ancestors. Shout really? out to Prussia! Like remember that time that country Prussia? existed? Uh, oh yeah, man. That's. Yeah. Uh, Sorry about that. Whatever. Prussia. Ruining the Scottish theme. Like Russia, but better. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Coltec shows up wearing, in my opinion, the best look of the entire show with the Mm -hmm. buckskin jacket with the really good long fringe. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a great look. And he held up his arms and he looked like, it looked like eagle wings. Totally. And there's also that scene where he was inspecting the Harley and the Harley had the matching fringe on the handlebars. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. All right, definitely. So what does he do? Something. Uh, all of a sudden, they're fighting. Oh yeah, they go outside and they're sword fighting. And where do these swords come from? Where do they come from? There's so many swords. I know. There's so many sword fights in this episode. There's at least five sword fights in this episode. But where do they pull these swords out from? Well, okay. So these swords are like what you figure, like at least a meter, meter and a half long. I would say like four and a half feet. Yeah. There's a good variety of swords too. Like there's some broadswords. There's some like weird pirate's cutlet things happening. Yeah. yeah, samurai sword. Yeah, I think they just stick them down their pants. That sounds really uncomfortable <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> Is it any more dangerous than like I don't know, like putting a gun like in your ginch? I'm gonna like, say that maybe yes. <laughs> I feel like guns have safeties. If you move your leg the wrong way, it's just like none of these swords seem to have scabbards. No, it's true. They oh. just pull them out. You're just going to rest that against your secret junk. hidden, right? Yeah. I think they're magical swords that actually just oh. materialize. They're coming from another... I have no basis for this, but it only makes sense. <laughs> it's the only on way it makes sense. <laughs> but, but you know what? This, this actually kind of justifies us watching this because this is a lot more sci- or fantasy than it is science fiction. Mm, mm-hmm. But having a sword that kind of exists maybe in multiple dimensions yeah. or something has some kind of... You know, we just justified this being a sci-fi thing. It's there we it, go. It's science fiction, everyone. Yes, <laughs> we decided. <laughs> so yeah, so they're yeah. sword fighting, uh, and Coltec wins by uh, decapitating the yes. dude. We must cut off heads. Not that you actually see it. No, there's several decapitations in this, but this you don't is a ever PG see show. Them. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you infer that this guy has had his head cut off, and Coltec takes his leather jacket. Yeah, he, suddenly yeah. he's dressed like the dude. He's got he's got the jacket on. He's got the gun. The guy's gun, you know. Yeah. There's no more like Mystic Indian swagger. Now it's all like bad guy Prussian swagger. Yeah, totally. Except that the the leather jacket wasn't very good. No, the leather opinion. jacket was awful. No, it was but a bit the, village yeah. people. Highlander got a better leather jacket. I don't know if he had it the whole thing, but his leather jacket I thought was the better of the two. I mean, that's I feel like. In a this, 90s whole, sort of way. this whole movie is about the Highlander being slightly better mm-hmm. than the indigenous person. Oh, so yeah. that would make sense, yeah, yeah, including yeah. in the aesthetic, which yeah. was very 90s. Those jeans. Oh, God, those yeah. jeans were so bad. Those jeans were, oh, God, 90s just... No. Acid-washed, high-waisted mom jeans. Yeah. All the men tucked in into belts. Yeah. T-shirts tucked in. And yeah. there was a little Celtic belt. Did you yeah! know Yeah, the Celtic <laughs> belt buckle. Yeah. Whoa. That was bad news. So Coltec comes back in, and then he he carries out the the Prussian guy's evil plan, which was to kill the Chinese grocer, uh, and then steal all the money. Uh, so it becomes very clear that like this person is now evil. Uh, yeah. yeah. Didn't you come to save me? No, kills him. And then what? We're oh yeah yeah. Then then we have the intro to the whole warrior lover Love wanderer. wanderer. Yes. <laughs> and the watchers. So there's this yeah. secret society of people who observe and record, uh, but don't interfere. And so yeah, there's a dude who just like sits around and, and watches. Also, is this similar to Giles in Buffy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And, but they're not actually connected. As somebody who hasn't watched the entirety of either series. The Watchers in each series aren't connected. No. Okay. They just both happen to be called the Watchers. Yeah. And then there's also Marvel's Watchers. I don't know. It's just... Or is it DC It's Watchers? just an excuse to have some that. old guy in there talking yeah. shit. Some old, like, grayed-haired white guy. Just not really doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Okay. The Watcher does nothing. He observes and records, but never interferes. The Watcher made me think of the United Nations. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Are we ready? Are we ready to get heavy this early? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then we're. That just went way farther than I was going to go with that. Wow. (laughs) So this this flies around a lot. Like I had a really hard time kind of keeping track of where and when they were. Yeah. So um, now he's like, he's talking about. 
uh, meeting Coltec for the first time. Or he's, he's talking to he's talking to his little mini me there. Yeah, what this guy's never explained. No, no, it, 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 he's he's just like a protege. He's just like a, a clean cut, slightly greasy version of the Highlander. Yeah, who hasn't grown his hair out enough yet. Right. So he is Rocky, like young opening sequence Rocky. He's just in the gym <laughs> yeah. all yeah, yeah, the yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really do anything. He's just working out. Okay. So I'm just gonna call him like Mini McLeod. Okay. Um. So they're talking and. He, he's, he's explaining how he met Coltec, uh, and we find out that Coltec is a Hayoka, um, but he, his tribe, he couldn't protect his tribe from famine, drought, and the white man, uh, so he became a Hayoka for the world. So he has spirit we, powers. What's interesting is that you never actually learn what tribe he is from. Right. The, the closest that you get is... Well, if he's he from speaks Kyokia. Lakota. Yeah. But his tribe is older yeah. than the Lakota. Yeah. So he's real old. It's the classic colonial uh, Indian extinction myth. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't having lived in Newfoundland, like identifying the final Indian, mm-hmm. uh, very much a trope uh, because once that final Indian is dead, then all Indians are dead, and mm-hmm. voila, Terradolius. Yeah, which kind of seems to be the thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all, obviously, like overlaid with a whole lot of white dude angst. But we don't even know if he's, like, the last of the Mohicans or if he's, like, the last of something else. But, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's the last of something because his entire tribe was exterminated. Um, but his job was to protect them originally from evil by absorbing all of the evil. Which doesn't necessarily seem either, like, a thing that anybody would do and also a good idea. Yeah, I, I think it's just, like, they, they, they wanted to have a Native American immortal, and so they had to make him a shaman and have spirit powers and be, like, different than, you know, every other immortal. Because you can't just have a Native American immortal that's, like, you know, a regular dude. No, he's got to have, like, extra Indian powers. Yeah, and he does. Yes. And he's into it. Yeah. yeah. So they're outside. They're going to meet. Uh, so Minnie McLeod and McLeod are out there going to meet up with him. Coltec shows up in his, like, badass jacket and starts attacking the, the sidekick. Duncan defends him. He's like, what are you doing? You're my friend. And they have a sword fight in the picturesque woods, uh, after which Duncan throws him over the bridge into the water. And uh, Minnie McLeod, like, they go down, and Minnie McLeod's like, I don't even know why we're down here, when he just tried to take your scalp from just below the chin. Yeah. Like, Best what? line. Really? You had, to, you had to bring up scalping? I mean, really? obviously. I mean, these guys go around cutting off people's heads all the time, but I suspect that they never call it scalping. But I suspect that any time that there's an indigenous person around and there's any kind of physical violence it, they're implicated, right. it's scalping. It's got to be scalping. You punched me! You scalped me. You scalped my face with your fist. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually did see scalps earlier in the in the episode of like no, the no, extermination. Yeah, no, this yeah, yeah that's later. Yeah. yeah. So oh. you do you do Although, see the scalps. The scalps are like these really awful like wigs. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's it's totally just people's wigs, wigs. from the episode yeah. just mm-hmm. taken off their own heads. So bad. It's really bad. Anyway. Yeah, so he tried to take the scalp just below the twin to the chin, and then they go and they find his medicine pouch yeah. in the river. Like there's no sign of Coltec at all. But there's the medicine pouch. Always the medicine pouch. Yeah. And then they flash back to the summer of 1872. So this is apparently where, uh, like, this is a backstory for how McLeod met Coltec for the first time. So McLeod was living Indian with the Lakota Sioux. He had a wife and adopted Sioux son. Uh, and then these evil white guys came and were scalping people and burning villages. And he wanted revenge. And it went on forever about how Ever. angry he was. Ever. <sighs> and also just the, like... That classic, like, I'm not like those white people. Yeah. Now that we've set it up that I have had a past where I, too, was accepted by the Indians. I and was basically, basically Indian. an Indian. Yeah. With a Scottish accent. And I was really mad on behalf of the Indians. And, oh, God, it was so It got really bad. Dances with Wolves. And just like Dances That's with so Wolves, dances the white guy wolves. grows out his hair and forgets to brush it. Meanwhile, yeah. all the Indians have really fabulous hair because yeah. they know how to use a comb. <laughs> right? Yeah, his hair was <laughs> terrible. Yeah, the, no, this is the part with the dread braids. Yeah. Are they braids? Are they dreads? Does anybody know? Does it matter? Breads. He's still gross. Yeah. And, oh, he's, and he was did all we like... Did come to breads? Was that the... Yeah, breads. Yeah. He's all, hate was all I had. Hate was all I was. Whatever. It was just so bad. I was so evil because yeah. evil and goodness are totally dichotomous things. Yes. And you move 
directly from one to the other with no in-between. But then there was that turning point where he's like, don't take away my hate because then I'll lose my wife, but love will prevail. Yeah, Yeah, so he walks into an army camp, starts like going wild and attacking soldiers, looking for the scout that maybe had scalped his wife or had started, who had led the army to go and destroy his his people. But his wife wasn't scalped because you see him like holding her. But the 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 scout guy's like, look, this is your wife's scalp. And then he goes and she's got a full head of hair. And I was like... Is this is this just There's no visible inj- injury, she's just kind of a limp doll. Yeah. Yeah. But she's still so hot. Yeah. You know, that's, but, that's but you know when you thing. scalp an Indian they grow all their hair back, so you can scalp them multiple times apparently. Oh yeah, like a chia yeah. pet. It's yeah. their Indian powers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really great hair. Right. And not just like a little bit, but like like full on like half a meter flowing locks. <laughs> okay. So like it was in both. it wasn't a mistake, it was just no, both. It was there was no mistake there. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this that was is an ironclad script. Your hair just grows back. And, yeah. and so what do they meet Coltec? He's he's in the army. Yeah, prison. he gets he's gets stuck into some kind of civil war era prison with Coltec for some reason. And then you get you get that classic that it's exactly like the Wesley Crusher thing where Wesley Crusher's really angry, yeah. teen angst. Yeah. He finds that native guide to calm him down, bring him into his own manhood, yeah. you know, and it's kind of the same thing. Preaching that meal pimatsuin. Yeah, know? absolutely, like, absolutely. That's totally the thing. You know, you've got the like angry, you know, now he's like an actual Indian, so you've got that angry, rebellious Indian versus the wise, noble Indian. And the wise, noble Indian is going to bring this young man out of his anger into acceptance. Because even though this guy's whole tribe has been exterminated because of the forces of colonialism, he's accepted it, and he's just going to be giving. He's the white wolf, and Duncan MacLeod is the black wolf. Oh my god. And And Duncan MacLeod just keeps feeding himself. Okay. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's because when we're talking literally, you know who feeds Duncan McLeod? Coltec. And this is this is the thing. I actually wrote this down. Mm-hmm. Indians are always giving white people stuff. Yeah. Either like spiritual or like psychological or emotional things yeah. to like think about or like chew on or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like literal things to chew on, like the fucking peyote. Yeah, yeah, the, the vision Or whatever the hell yeah. is going on there. Like, we're always giving. We're so giving. Yeah, we gift, you know, medicine bundles and wisdom mm-hmm. and... Our women. 90s video (laughs) (laughs) And what do we get in return? White people who become more Indian than us. Yeah, and then decapitate us. And then we get scalped below the chin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... So So I'm not giving nothing to no one no more. That's that's my manifesto. Nothing I mean, but good luck. Good luck. It's your nature. You're indigenous. It's your nature. Even though I don't want to, I'm just going to... I'm going to offer you my home and my children... Just take my children and go sell their organs. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't help it. I just we give of ourselves so yes. much. Take, take my own organs. Take my organs. What do I need? I only need one kidney. Really. I'll be happy one if it's lung. in you, like making your life better. Because what do, I, I I exist to serve. Take my lung and go on a vision quest with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go all Indian, give her and take the kidney back. <laughs> <laughs> and you die. Okay. <laughs> wow, that got dark. Psych. Um, anyway, speaking of vision quests, guess who goes on a vision quest? Oh, God. After he eats some mysterious thing that the uh, Coltec gives him. You know what I love about vision quests in, in shows is the fact that they're instantaneous. Before he's yeah. even actually like bitten into whatever or, or actually swallowed the drink or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, uh, boom, you are hallucinating. And and we and they never introduce it, right? We talk, we've seen yep. this before. Yeah. But immediately, to. when an Indian offers you something, whether it's beef jerky, a bag of chips, or some like peyote, you know that you're going to be tripping balls. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. Suddenly, I'm wondering what Molly put in the cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't work on other Indians. Don't worry about it. And but, it, like, like next time I offer you a bag of chips, though, you know, just be careful. Yeah, you're going to go on a vision quest. You're going to yeah. find out things you didn't even these know. Are, these you are vision to know. chips. Vision chips. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't that be a great marketing strategy? <laughs> yeah. For like an all Indian, like uh, like like we just sell everything, and it's all it's all vision everything, vision chips, vision chocolate, vision coffee. Yeah, like, have this have this appetizer vision salad. <laughs> this is how when they bring you pizza at two in the morning. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, I think I was already on some kind of vision. Oh god, but all that lactose karaoke. Anyway, it's gonna give you some vision quests. Vision, vision <laughs> squirts, maybe. <laughs> but. 
Anyway, so all of a sudden the Highlander is in full-on Vision Quest mode. There's all sorts of, there's, I think there's like smoke, there's yep. lightning, there's mystery. All of a sudden, of course, they're in nature because yes. immediately... Indians are nature, man. Yeah, same. same all dip. of us have a sacred forest inside of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kidney, but it's also a sacred forest. <laughs> Lots of birch trees. <laughs> So, uh, Coltec, obviously, is also in the sacred forest uh, that the Highlanders transported into. Uh, and he says, Coltec says, quote, this place is real. Perhaps we are the dream. <laughs> Which so, is kind of yeah. this incredible thing because he's totally tripping. He's, like, <laughs> high as shit. You don't say that. Movie. And so he's, like, people. he's, like, staring at his yeah. own hands. <laughs> and he's staring at Coltec as Coltec's being, like, you're the dream. Yeah. I was like, this, this is bad kind of, trip right there. This I think I wrote red pill in my notes. people to mess with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah. And then there's a really bad cup metaphor. Oh, God, yeah. You're, like, this cup. One more drop and you will overflow with your hatred or blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take the hatred into myself. And, and McLeod's like, well, what about your cup? And he's like, I'm Hayoka. My cup has no bottom. Bottomless cup. I think that's just called a funnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where does it go? It just pours through. Just, yeah. And when they start talking about bottoms and they have queen license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We know where he stands, right? Like, okay, no bottoms, no tops. It's like this is this is indigenous sexuality right here. That that was to... that was a missed opportunity. They they yeah. they have the rights to Queen's music, and we can get to listen to Fat Bottom Girls. Right? Right. Uh, oh well, oh well. But he gets a, he gets oh, talking about giving. So not mm. my children's organs. Uh, you can't have those. But you can have a medicine bag. So he gives him a medicine bag, massages his temples. Yeah, he puts his own medicine bag over his yeah. over his head, and then grabs him by the face. Right. And all yeah. of a sudden, you're in another level of tripping out. And there's chanting shaman spirits doing tai chi. Yeah. And all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden he's in like full regalia. He's got a headdress. He's all buckskin. Not now. Duncan. Not Duncan. Not Duncan. Yeah. No. Coltec. Yeah. Coltec has just gone full regalia. He's, I guess, maybe dancing. Yeah. I don't know. He's just kind of moving around, like, you know, Tai Chi. Like, it was really slow, like, whoa, I'm shamaning. Shamaning. This is, like, mystical. I'm healing your rage. <laughs> and I think so this good. was kind of the best video art montage in the whole It was, oh, so it was absolutely. really technical. I would like to yeah. see yeah. some Tribe Called Red with this in the background. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. yeah. Such. Yeah. Such. Actually, you were saying at the beginning, <laughs> why does this look it, like a it bear was, witness? It was totally the bear witness video art aesthetic. I mean, mm -hmm. shout out to Saw Video and like the polarized image color yes. rendition. That's like, what it's called, yeah. 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 yeah, there's so much of that, and it's so good. My personal favorite was uh, at Peak Vision Quest when his eyes went all cloudy, and you could see yeah. the visions happening yeah. and swirling in his eyes. In his, that, yeah. was, that was pretty 1996, cool. 1996. Yes. You know, trippy times. <laughs> wow. Really, really good time to be an Indian, 1996, apparently. Shout out to our grade school years, Molly. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> okay, making me feel old here. Come on now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we we're, we're in a bar. The watcher is talking about how Coltec is as close to a saint as any immortal has ever gotten. Uh, hasn't taken a head in years. And and again, this is that Indian exceptionalism, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you are either like a really really evil, awful, horrible Indian, or you're like as close to a saint as possible. They there actually did no call him a saint. Yeah, yeah, which was like. Kind of inappropriate. Yeah, a little bit. But they, they do spend, they spend like a Battery? solid 10 minutes just like establishing the fact that this is a really, really good Indian. Yeah. This is Super a good. great Indian, which obviously means he's going to die. Like that was kind of the yeah. point where they were like, he's a saint. I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah. Noble savage. That's what yep. happens to saints. Um, talk, Indians. So they start talking about this dark quickening thing, which is like some sort of rumor among the immortals. Also sounded like some kind of harlequin <laughs> euphemism for dark some kind quickening. of really intense sex. Well, the whole quickening <laughs> like, thing. You know, like, and yet there's no half-breed romance. 50 Shades of Quickening. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you take in too much evil, you overload, and then boom, we're in 1958 in Greenwich Village. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so that was weird. weird. Cue the horrible white boy saxophone oh. in 1958 Greenwich Village in a room full of white people, and then there's bad beat poetry. Let's all do it. What's bad about that? <laughs> and he said, "You dig and you yeah. dig so cats. many times, cats." Like it was so. Oh, you that? That's the bee's knees. Oh god, it's like it's like my twelve-year-old watched a YouTube video about beatniks and then like wrote the script. <laughs> it was so. 
Bad. No that offense. That script would be better. I know. Actually, it would be. Yeah, that uh, would be significantly better. Highlander, you should have talked to me. But, but the best part is, is the Highlander's a total square. <laughs> I like. Can you jive? Square. The Highlander cannot jive. <laughs> and he's wearing. He's wearing. They're all wearing sunglasses in this like in dim <laughs> cafe thing. Like, and didn't the Highlander have a posse behind him that was like completely unexplained? Yeah. No, no, yeah. the posse. The posse like kind of like. Swoops in from behind to defend this famous beat poet. Oh, right. But they were all, they, all they were also wearing like sunglasses and they looked like they were with him. But yeah, no, the, the Highlander's way too. Yeah, the Highlander's like way too much of a like loner for. Yeah, for no, no, they were, they were gonna beat him up and then the Highlander was kind of like, is this gonna be our time? And the guys were like, no, you're too tough. Yeah, and then so they didn't. Yeah, so beat, beat poet goes out and then, oops, somebody killed him first. Yeah. So he was gonna go out and fight him, but he ends up. Corland. The dude's name is Corland. Right. The beat poet. Yeah, whatever. Really, really bad. Bad. Oh, God, he's so bad. bad. He's I talking about... Yeah. It's like the His pinnacle line... of angsty white boy where he's just beat poetry about death and how yeah. everyone is going to die in death and death and death. Yeah. yeah. And death. his line was, death digs the dark. Death digs the dark. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, That's some for... great alliteration right yeah. there. Yeah. That's what I call poetry. Wow. 3 a.m. <laughs> in New York City. I hate You're to say... Like, I actually, I don't even hate to say it. I'm just going to straight up... Our our contest submission mm-hmm. were way better poetry. Way than better that is that like, was yeah that's some quality poetry. Compared yeah, to this. If, if you produce any sort of show where you require poetry to be spontaneously written, get in touch. We'll give you some names. Yeah, yeah, we got that. So Coltec is crouched over the head. I don't know the head of uh, Corlin, the beat poet who totally deserved to get beheaded. Um, and and I can't remember the context for this, but I just wrote that he said it's an Indian thing. Oh no! Here, here oh. we go. Yeah, no. Uh, Coltec cures Corland, kills right. Corland, and Corland's so evil that, like, you know, the Highlanders wondering, like, is is Coltec gonna get evil? Like, is yeah. he just taking in too much evil? Blah blah blah. And then Coltec's like, Nah, don't worry about it, man. Like, all I need is a little nature and some uh, toms. Tom's. Right. It's, it's an, an Indian, Indian thing. thing, right? Right. It's I, an Indian thing. Exactly. When you are stressed, do you not go out to nature and listen to some tom toms? Yeah. Right? And we don't have to actually go anywhere because, again, we have little forests inside of us. Mm. We can just, like, sit. Right there in my kidney. I just dive into my own That's kidney. Right. There's some tom-toms just waiting Insert there. Insert horrible tom-tom metaphor joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got them. Wait, oh, yeah. I don't, I, like, to be fair, honest, I don't really even know what tom-toms are, so you might want to explain that metaphor joke. Tom-toms are just, like, drums. But, like, ethnic drums. Like, they immediately, oh. they can be any sort of drum. <laughs> Let it be. Let it be on the record that Melody just cupped her breasts. I see. I was naive. Insert Tom Tom metaphor joke. Okay, it's an Indian thing. So we we dive into the forest within us and cup our breasts, and that is an Indian thing. There we go. I just thought I just thought that was my thing. You know, you know how they tell you, like, when you're, when you're starting to feel faint, you're supposed to put your, your head between your knees or whatever? No, no, no. We just, like, we close our eyes, cup our breasts, and go to the forest within us. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then we're chill. We're all right with the world. <laughs> and so that's what Coltec does. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and then we're talking about the Prussian again. Who's a thief, a murderer, a sociopath, has killed ten immortals lately. Yeah, Kant. Everybody everybody has kind of like k- 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 yeah. names. If you're evil, your name may start with a C or a K. Right. If you're Carl, I don't know. Sorry, uh, Carl. Chris. Uh, Capsuping. <laughs> I don't know. That could be a name. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't it be super handy <laughs> to pronounce everything with G's, though? Uh, oh yeah. no, that's that's too that's, that's too native. That's too yeah. native. They don't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. So um, Coltec is walking around being a bad guy, killing yeah. folks for money. He's on the mean streets uh, with his. He's still got that jacket on, so we know he's a bad guy. Yeah, leather jackets equals <coughs> bad guy. Bad leather jackets so just equals bad guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good leather jackets. You know, it's, it's well, okay. Hold on. Does the Highlander? Would you say that the Highlander has a good leather jacket? It's an ambivalent leather jacket because we see him <laughs> kind of traveling. He's going evil, but there's potential yes. to be saved. Like Indians, uh, like you couldn't redeem him. If there was some yeah. fringe on that leather jacket, his cup overflowed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, that totally good, accurate metaphor. And Duncan, uh, Duncan chases him. Yeah, and they sword fight. Yeah, they. Yeah, you're my friend. Wake up. Yeah, it doesn't kill him, even though there can be only one, which yeah. seems to be kind of the big overarching thing yeah. in Highlanders. There can be only one, but he doesn't kill him. So, there's so many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you became what you fought. It's kind of what's going on here. He knocks him out. He ties him up. He brings him to this spiritual nature place and whoever's kidney. I don't know whose kidney yeah, this is in by I this mean, point. Yeah, I mean, they're in the city. We're, we're, we never see them transporting anybody, but suddenly... No, they just go into the kidney. Yeah, and there's yeah. hieroglyphs and, like, moss on, the, on, the, on this, like, big megalith thing. And, and, of course, there's tom-toms in the background and there's a fire. They're in the woods, yo. Yo. In the kidney. Much nature, very spiritual. Wow, is what I wrote. Also, oh, flutes. Yes. In all caps. Oh, God. And then they start talking about blah. The dialogue, unimportant. The dialogue in this is such crap. But he... And, and look at me, and you see your future. Yeah. And then and then Coltec is like, white man speaks with forked tongue. Like, it was just kind of oh, like this... I missed that. Oh, yeah. It was great. Oh. It was kind of like... It was just kind of like a like a diss. Like, like, a, like I don't want to hear your freaking face. You know? Like, white man speak with forked tongue. So next time somebody says something to you that you don't like, like, actually, miss, uh, it's it's $2.25, not $2. I'll be like, white man speak with forked tongue. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it doesn't mean anything. Then you get your dime back. Right? It's just like it just like are you screwing me like your ancestors screwed me like is that we're gonna go there? Also, can we, can we just talk about forked tongue in it, of itself being a colonial image? Yeah, like the snake, the devil. Yeah, we oh, didn't yeah, yeah. do that biz. No, forked no. tongue. What the fuck does that even mean to no. us? Nothing. There's nothing evil about Kinnipic. Like, yeah. I wonder how many indigenous people uh, were involved in the script writing of this episode. Oh, I'm gonna guess minus two. <laughs> <laughs> They, they just they just pick some like lords of the realm to write. <laughs> Anyway, so they end up fighting again somehow. And I was like, I wrote here, it's like having to sponsor your old AA sponsor. You know? (laughs) (laughs) This person leads you through the darkest times of your life. And then all of a sudden they're like, woo, drinking's awesome. I always like drinking. You're like, no, man. And you're trying to like tell them all the things that they taught you. Yeah. Right? And they're like, no, fuck you. (laughs) I'm the best at being evil. Right? I love being evil. And this is the point where he becomes more Indian than the Indian. Yes. He he shouts him out. He says he had a great teacher. He kind of alludes to becoming the Hayoka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he does the Hayoka thing where he yeah. puts the medicine pouch around Coltec's neck and grabs his face. It massages his temples. But it doesn't even work. <laughs> no, it doesn't, no, no, it doesn't even work. Because so he's, he's not actually. He's, he's not actually the Indian. But that's, yeah. that's because he lives, right? Mm-hmm. The good Indian dies. The bad Indian, who's not even Indian, lives <laughs> to join some kind of Steals our shit, keeps the medicine pouch. Yeah. yeah. Well, the bad Indian is irredeemable. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the problem. It's not that he was. It's not that he didn't actually become the Hayoka because obviously he did. I mean, he became the Indian. Oh, he yeah. just like he's just so bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So oh, and wolf howling. There was wolf. yeah, yes. and crickets together. What? Like there really? was crickets? in the background. There was sort of like. Oh. Crick- like I, that. I noticed that because I was like, I don't remember that from BC. Wow. <laughs> it was if somebody fumbled when they when they went for the flute like flute button. It's like between the flute button and the wolf howl is the crickets, and it just got mashed at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Somebody with just like really big hands, like <laughs> somebody's fat fingers are like yeah. Uh, I also wrote down medicine pouch instant chanting. Like there was a lot of flutes throughout the episode, but I think the chanting only kicked in at the really spiritually the significant moments. Indian so somebody parts. actually sat there and queued up for the spiritually significant moments, chanting in three. Two, one, now. <laughs> I, I kind of like the way that I picture it is I just like I hope that there's some kind of like native keyboard. You know, like there's one native keyboard, and every time any of these shows has a native themed episode, they just send in for the keyboard. And it's got 60 buttons on it. Right. And 30 of them have nothing. And the other 30 have just like everything that we know to be super Indian. Yeah. Like, I will start a Kickstarter and we will make one. We, and we can it already exists. It already exists. We'll, 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 we'll call it the vision the vision. The vision board! <laughs> If anyone out there has one of these native keyboards, I want to repatriate it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sure we could set that up. Like, like, yeah, Ferris Bueller did it. We could do it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Right. Also, great reference to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> that, was, that was next level. All right. So, basically, yeah, Coltec kicks his ass. They get out of spiritual kidney nature. Um, and they realize that Coltec, even though he was a saint, has become evil. Yes. He, and he has to be stopped. And you, if you are, were at all doubtful about him having to be stopped, he blows up a thing with a bomb. Because yeah. that's what evil people always do. Yeah. If you blow up a thing with a bomb... You're evil. 
bombs, yeah. you know? And you obviously automatically have the knowledge of how to build a bomb. Absolutely. Once you become yeah. e- evil, you know how to use C4, you know how to uh, kidnap people, uh, take over embassies, uh, ride motorcycles. Oh, uh, definitely. First skill learned, right? You Wear leather jackets. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. happened to that Harley? We only ever saw the I Harley know, the parts. Beginning. I was so looking forward to yeah. him riding the Harley for ain't, the rest of the Ain't show. nothing more evil than a Harley. Oh, yeah. yeah. A fringed Harley. It yeah. was next yeah. level. Yeah. But, but you also realize that it's not just this one bad white beat poet that's, that's kind of taken him. over the evil yeah. in Coltec. It's all of the evil immortals that mm-hmm. he's fought. Mm-hmm. So, so they're like, like taking turns to yeah. like living out their badness through him. Yeah, but you know what the best part of that is? Is what it actually means is that when the Highlander fights him, the Highlander becomes Indian! Dispatches from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. So there's been some kind of corn syrup spill uh, that the Muniawak, um, their transports have have failed and corn syrup is contaminating the rivers and the fish and we need to we need to send in you know some people and some systems to, to clean up you know this this catastrophe that they've caused and uh, it sounds like some people have, have been trying to reach out to them one last time to try to, to try to work something out right they, they have this idea that we're violating their individual rights um, by by trying to come in and, and deal with this this environmental catastrophe uh, so there's been negotiations ongoing so we're, we're headed to the scene right now because um, everything that has been tried so far has failed uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to some sense into them is, is, is what I guess the whole reason that we're going. Yeah, and and it's not like it hasn't been. We haven't been, you know, trying to contact them and figure out what's going on. We apparently the people on the ground have been have been singing some honor songs to them, but it's been taken as like war drums and war songs. They're really afraid of us, right? And people were trying to offer wampum um, and and get some sort of uh, like talk going, but they just refused that. They they kept mumbling something about uh, we know the value of beads and uh, you're not getting our land or something like that, which made no sense to me. Yeah, and uh, we even tried to send them cozy onesies, you know, yeah. to like calm down so everybody could put on some like fuzzy nice onesie pajamas and just, just zip chill up into out. happiness no but they yeah. apparently thought that they were prison uniforms okay. so yeah I, I don't get it i mean there were these beautiful like sort of black and white striped onesies uh with the zipper up the front um i really i'm wearing one right now like they're gorgeous they're, they're incredible with yeah. the hood like yeah. they're just really nice yeah. so um yeah, Chelsea and I have been asked to come down as, as diplomats and, and negotiators to try to work something out with them. So we're actually going to be leaving the Métain spaceship, which we almost never do. Yeah, I'm really, I, we are really hesitant about doing this. We don't like getting involved, but, uh, you know, the, the governments have uh, of the Earth have implored us to deal with the up- upsettlers. Apparently we have a few fans among them. That's that's what we've been told anyway. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll see us and, and they'll realize that we're coming in good faith. We're not trying to dispossess them of anything you know they've they've come back here and we've welcomed them with open arms and 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 now uh obviously the situation has become a little bit overwhelming for them and and it is overwhelming the environment so you know just in in terms of reciprocal obligations to the land and to the waters and to our our relatives who have returned we need to all deal with the situation so that it doesn't it doesn't get worse for for us yeah, yeah. It sounds like this. This really is very much a kind of a last resort for people. People, you know, know that we we don't like coming down, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and getting involved when it's not necessary, and that we we're crotchety as hell and yeah. and like to stay up in the maintenance spaceship. But in my onesie, yeah, in our, in our matching black and white striped onesies right. with the hoods. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, it sounds like this is is really a thing. You know, like once once environmental degradation starts to happen, and and people seem to be kind of recreating the same mistakes um, have that have been made in the past, you know, yeah. like it, it's kind of our, it's our responsibility to go down there and do what we can. So yep. yeah, so wish us luck down there. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also that, but he was already always Indian. Yeah. But now he becomes because like legitimately Lakota. Indian. Yes. Because he can defeat the evil. Now he gets status. That Coltec didn't defeat, but also... He also gets multiple victories because he's fighting all of the evil right. combined right. for centuries, centuries and centuries of evil. And he's stronger Way than stronger. the weak Indian was. Oh, who yeah. Couldn't, who couldn't do it. Now his cup is bottomless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the queen. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so then it cuts to the bar of goths. And, and Coltec is now playing the sax. 
Yeah, the sex. So good. And Coltec is kind of time-locked back to the 50s, where we see a change to 90s New York, but he's still quoting Allen Ginsberg. Yeah, so, so the beat poetry <laughs> remains the same as the outfits change. Yeah. And yeah. But the punks are sneering at him, which is great, because I was sneering at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, I felt, him, like, I don't, I didn't at all relate to this guy as an no. indigenous person, but even I felt embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, get off the stage, man. Get I off mean, the stage. no amount of good hair can make up for that bad poetry. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, I actually wrote stop talking because I was just so tired. The dialogue is just so awful. So here we have like an Indian with evil white guys inside him. we got a white guy with a pure heart of an Indian and they head outside McLeod and Coltec and they fight and it's all like, Willie, Willie, not it's his friend, but whatever. Uh, at the end, Coltec goes like deathly pale and gets this flash of red eyes mm-hmm. and then boom, decapitation. It's like, oh my god, he's a white guy with red eyes. Cut his head off. Like, <laughs> like, what was that visual even about? Like that flash. What was the point? I, like that that whole like five minutes of the decapitation and then the lightning. Well, the post striking the and then he opens orgasm. his mouth. Yeah. yeah, and then there's faces in his mouth. Yeah. And then there's it was a just giant like, talking head. It was what is like. I, I didn't get it at all. The and like, they were in like the club, but metaphor. then they were outside yeah. back in the alley again, and that's where the orgasm lightning yeah. thing was happening. Yeah, in an alley. And then we had cookies. Oh, yeah, the cookies were great. Yeah, those cookies <laughs> were great. There were no really cookies good. in the show. We just got cookies, and it made us feel better. Chelsea's about. kids <laughs> made us cookies. <laughs> were we we, like we paused costumes. the decapitation orgasm to eat our cookies. Yeah. Yeah. And we, before Coltec was killed, he said, you can't change me because I don't want to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That was it. That to me was it. Yeah, that was it. That exactly. was the thing. If we don't want to change, thus we we have to die. We, we have, have to make to die for assimilate or die. Yeah, yeah. And and we don't we don't like we don't adapt. We don't. I mean, I, I we're sitting here with Stone Age technology right now. Um, we're talking into a rock. Yeah, I mean, we we made this computer out of like elk guts and moose nose. And you know that's it. We and just it don't still adapt. works better than Microsoft. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so I think what actually killed Coltec is that he put on the black leather jacket. He had to put away his fringed buckskin, and he yeah. just couldn't adapt. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. that's right. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. But it also comes down to also like our ways are evil, right? Because yeah. like all Coltec was doing was fulfilling his traditional responsibilities yeah. to his people. You know, like absorbing the evil, et cetera, et cetera. But in this modern time, it was overwhelming and he had to die because he wasn't willing to move past this function. They actually did say that white men killed his entire tribe. Yes. Yep. And then he started killing white men, but the white men killed him. There we go. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yikes. Anyway. So now McLeod has absorbed all of this evil and he's evil. And we know that because bad guys do a lot of forced laughs, make weird faces and talk about how bad they are. And he did all of that. He did all of that. Including creepy hitting on people with the line, uh, he sits down next to this woman. The only woman in the show. The only woman in the show. That's actually true. Right? That's literally the only woman in this entire show who's not dead. It failed the Bechdel test. Oh, my So hard. Oh, like, yeah. (laughs) There wasn't even a mention. No, there wasn't even a Bechdel universe anywhere. Yeah, you really calibrate the Bechdel to to compensate for bromances, though, because... No. 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 Not in this episode, anyway. Yeah, so he's totally sleazeball. Yeah, so he sits down at the bar, and he's talking to this woman, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for someone. And he goes, well, here I am. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's, I was like, that's smooth. And then I was like, that smooth came up with a vomit. Yeah. Uh, and two seconds just later, he punches her. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, I didn't say you could go. So, of course, he hits her. Yeah. And he, he pushes her breast. <laughs> yeah. He was he like poking her tear. What was that about? He just wants to get a tom tom. Exactly. He was just playing the tom tom. Yeah, nobody looks a tom tom. He's not that good of an Indian. He's just trying. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. All these white dudes actually need to learn how to play the dog. Anyway. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Moving on. Uh, So the Watcher, this is in the Watcher's bar. And so he like, you know, he, he kicks him out of there. And then McLeod goes to the dojo where his his mini McLeod is working out. Uh, that was a weird. Yeah, just what I don't know. They just hang out there practicing cutlass. with their swords and yeah, and uh, predictably they fight. Yeah, and uh, the Highlander <coughs> is about to decapitate him. Right. His like little tiny protege guy who uh, has done nothing in this episode. Um, but gets shot multiple times. The Watcher interferes. Yeah, they're not supposed mm-hmm. to interfere, but he shoots him. Yeah. 
and then ties him to some kind of BDSM frame. Yeah, right? That's <laughs> randomly in this gym. Yes. Fifty yes. Shades of Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> 50, Fifty Shades is kind of like creeping over this whole episode. It was a bit much. Uh, and yeah, so he pretends the Watcher's gonna, gonna cut off his head, but then of course he doesn't. And he lets him go, and then Duncan McLeod like walks out of there with voices in his head. Longest show ever I have written. Yeah, by this point it's just yeah. like, why isn't this done? Oh god! And just then stop. And then he's on a ship with a duffel bag. Uh, he's gonna sign on, and then it's to be continued. Yeah. But but it's like, but at that point it's like he gets he gets that he's like evil, and he doesn't want to be evil. He's like holding the sword to the Watcher's neck. Yeah. The Watcher's like, I don't think you're gonna kill me, sort of thing. And then the Highlander's like. I can't kill you, my head. I've got a really yeah. bad migraine. <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, I need to go join a ship because nobody yells at you or does any migraine-related things on a ship. <laughs> right. And, and like then, yeah. The pinnacle of white boy angst where he signs up for the ship instantaneously. Like, just, like, yeah. showing up with the duffel mm, bag, signing his going. name. Yeah. Do you want to know where you're going? Nope. Yeah, you're not going to you're not gonna submit a CV? You're not going to get a <laughs> fucking cover letter in there? Like, no references? Have you, you ever been Highlander? on a ship before? Yeah. <laughs> do you even know what a knot is? <laughs> do the Scottish build ships... Do they? They do. do they they yeah. did. Yeah, they, they built ships. Okay, wait. You know what we haven't done? We haven't done our Scottish accents. Oh my god! I know. I've been practicing them all day. Yeah, same. I've right? the past week. Okay. I think, okay. Firstly, I think Zoe needs to go first. Yes. Oh, okay. So my Scottish friends banned me from my Scottish accent. <laughs> Excellent. Really we're not your Scottish friends. No, we're not. So, so okay, here we go. Um... Oh, oh, oh no, I, it's so hard, but I can say it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't know if I can just pull it I'm out go- like that. I'm gonna eat some haggis. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I can't. You gotta do it. For posterity. For posterity. <laughs> no, I can't. You know what? As soon as the microphone's off, I'll do it. No, I, no, I, the, I, no, posterity means that you have to do it in the microphone. I'm pretty sure that. Posterity means something along the lines of it's recorded. Doesn't it mean butt? <laughs> it might. Everything is butts. Everything is butts. Everything is queen. Just do the thing. Uh, I'm not doing the thing. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. It's hard. Ugh. There, I did it. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was very Scottish. That was weak. That was weak. <laughs> All right, Melody. Pass the whiskey. Nice. <laughs> okay, so get you in there. Okay, though. quadruple high five. Everybody, look at the elbow of the person across from me. We're gonna quadruple high five. One, two, three. Woo! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I think that we gotta, you know, we're to be continued. Yes. And to be continued. So now we've gotta get into uh, rating the episode. Gotta rate the thing. Okay, so we have decided to rate this episode out of spiritual kidneys. Yes. So it's one to five. One spiritual kidney means it's absolutely terrible. Uh, you would not recommend it to anyone. You wouldn't watch it yourself. You're upset that you ever did watch it. <laughs> five is wonderful. It was perfect. You wouldn't change a thing. So Chelsea, out of one to five spiritual kidneys, what would you rate this episode? Uh, I, I Sometimes I like to go into negative numbers. I'm just going to keep it with real numbers here. It's a, it, it's, it's a one spiritual kidney for me this was just this was so bad uh i can't get over the crappy dialogue you know i know that we're focusing mostly on on portrayals of indigeneity but this was like this felt like we sat there for two hours you know like it just kept going and going and going and just the whole like this is what bad people look like thing just drove me wild it was so awful and like i said no amount of good indian hair could make up for it and and just that guy like I'm gonna blame the script. I gotta believe that a guy with that good of Indian hair isn't like that bad of an actor. But uh, that was just so bad. It was so bad and it was just so trite. And they never even like talked about what a Hayoka really is. They just took that and ran with it and assumed that people would like figure out that it's like evil eater or something. Like just don't don't talk about our, our, our real stuff and then like, I don't know, just be weird with it. Like, yeah, so one. I'll give it a two only because I really like the 90s video art aesthetic. I think a lot of really wonderful indigenous artists over the years have taken that uh, low budget sort of aesthetic and run with it. So for me, like that's my like, video art of Bear Witness and There's a Cut Hand is kind of my immediate association since I saw that before I saw Highlander. Yeah. So just emotional attachment, like I can imagine it being better with these limited resources. I'm not saying it's good, but yeah. just like the milky eyes in the like the seance sort of sequence thing, like 
a good 90s nostalgia trip of horribleness. Uh, <laughs> I like it ironically. It's a two ironic, <laughs> ironic kidneys. Two ironic kidneys. Um, I think I'm gonna give it 1.5 spiritual kidneys. Uh, it gave me some flashbacks to my time in Scotland in a not comfortable way. So there was a lot of romanticizing going on and a lot of sort of uh, white people feeling that they could be more indigenous than the indigenous person. So, um, and also just the idea, it, uh, we were talking about this earlier and it just dawned on me as an adult that Highlander is like the perfect metaphor for grad school because you're all <laughs> friends, but then at some point there can only be one and you have to behead your class. <laughs> so there's this like really deep metaphor. Academically yeah. speaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's and this is why Zoe left Scotland. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where do you keep that sort of thing? It's magical. <laughs> it's science fiction. Yeah, it's science fiction. Um, yeah, so 1.5. Although I think the 0.5 is just because I, um, I really liked seeing the Sky Train used, like the Sky Train bridges were used so often as places where fights happen. And yeah. I thought that was interesting. That's pretty good. I'm also going to give it a 1.5. And for basically a combination of the reasons, I wanted to kind of put it in the middle of it's very bad. It's truly, truly bad. Um, however, I feel like it really kind of, at least for me, it really drove home the fact that there's a trope that we haven't talked about as an actual trope that exists. And I think part of that is because I think of tropes more as like symbols that you use to point to indigenous people in science fiction. Like this is a trope, like the flutes are a trope, yeah. the bears are a trope, the, you know, whatever else is, you know, all of these things are tropes. Um, but what we've seen over and over and over again is that what it comes down to is indigenous peoples dying out for white people to reluctantly claim primacy and legitimacy mm -hmm. in the world. And we've never really pointed to that specifically as like a trope that exists, but we see it over and over and over again. Yeah, we kind and of brush really up against that home. It. Yeah. That is the entire history of Newfoundland for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess like most. But that's it. Places. We're always, you know, yeah. you, have, you have these like Muniao photographers going out there who are still like, you know, take a look at them before they vanish. Like we're, we, we've been vanishing for 500 years. We're the crappiest magicians ever. <laughs> this is the slowest <laughs> magic trick ever. <laughs> but I mean, it's not even a magic trick because yeah. it's like who decides when it's time for us to vanish and die out, right? right? It's like, you know, Coltec's having a great time. I really kind of, in a lot of ways... <laughs> was rooting for Coltec a little bit. He was like a bad dude. He was doing some bad shit. But like, at the same time, I was like, yeah, go for it. But it's like, then all these white people are deciding like, oh no, now he's evil. Yeah, now he's not Indian. Now he's, he's crossed evil. the line yeah. and has to die. He can't be a real authentic Indian anymore. He because he started acting like a white... Yeah. Yeah. Highlander, not Highlander, mortal. But kind of Highlander, yeah. Yeah. really. Yeah, once you put, you on, put on a leather, leather jacket, jacket you're, you're not an Indian anymore. That's it. Yeah. You know? First thing I'm doing after this is I'm going out and getting myself a leather jacket. Yeah. I've already got you know? one. Well, there's there's so many things, <laughs> though. There's so many things that once you do them, you're not Indian anymore, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you use technology? You're not an Indian. And technology is anything I say it is because... I, I'm just going to move those goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who, who invented technology? I don't know, but I've decided that I did. Yes. And I'm going to define what technology is and you can't use it ever. Ah. Yeah. yeah. You know, like traditional use of the land. Like, how dare you fish with, you know, like rod and reel. Yeah. We're taking all, all of our canoes How dare you with a rifle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fiberglass canoes? That's not traditional. Yes. Kevlar canoes. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope all the yuppies better stop snowshoeing up in the mountains in Vancouver. Cause no, because they're more Indian than <laughs> we are. Yeah. They're way more Indian than they're we are. I've never snowshoed. <laughs> really? You're like, because cross-country skiing. Oh. It's like snowshoeing, but faster and better. <laughs> anyway, 1.5 spiritual kidneys out of 5. All right. Basically. So I, think, I think we can establish that this was a crap show. But you know what? I really liked all of the special effects. The special I effects. I really agree with Melody on this. Yeah. Like the special effects, Queen. I had me cackling. Queen had me pumping my fist yeah. with the intense, you know, that Queen emotion. Yeah. There's no real, oh, yeah. like I think we can just call it the Queen feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause it's the, it's the guitars. I think Queen can add a star queen. rating. I, I, I gave the highest queen. rating, but I mean that, that too, like that's like in large part that because needs to be, of Queen. That needs to be separate. Let, let's just yeah. give that a Queen rating. I'm going to Queen rate four out of five because that was a great Queen song it and is. I was really feeling it. Yeah. I yeah. I'll actually only 
Queen rate three out of five because mm. we saw the guitar solo, but we didn't hear it. There was mm. like it was just like a riff queen, but like we really needed that epic um, guitar solo to really seal the deal for me. There wasn't mm. enough Queen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That. Yeah, but that's that's you as a big M musician. Talking. Yeah, that's yeah. true. As, as a smaller M musician, I you know I was really satisfied. <laughs> she plays your tom toms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zoe, would you like to close out this episode? Of, uh, oh, writing? sure. Well, <laughs> there was a lot going on there, <laughs> but I'm glad we had the the cocktails to help get us through that yes. and the cookies. So, um, my queen rating, I guess, would be uh, two because oh. I really like the montage. I really like the montage at the beginning, and actually, I used to watch the show as a kid. And I now, I mean, as an adult, see how awful it is. Right, but, yeah. uh, ruining childhoods. <laughs> but the One montage is nostalgic. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, our special guests. Uh, This is, what, episode two of our second season now? Yeah, well, wow. What even? Right? So uh, thanks for being here, you two listeners, on Otpemsu Eskwewa Kitsugetsuko, Métis in Space! 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 Space!